<laughs> if the audience only knew what happens behind the scenes. And oh. dare I say, I'm exhausted from our conversations we were just having. Oh, Woo. I bet. I bet. We were supposed to be starting, hit, hitting record about an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. But it is Tuesday. It is April 13th, and that means it is health, wellness, and self-ishness. Well said. Yeah, you know, to your point, it's not as if we don't talk enough, right? Right. <laughs> There's evidence of that on this thing called Spotify, yeah. that we do have long conversations. But then to have a pre... Let's do a warm-up. Let's pre-game and have a 90-minute, very deep, introspective conversation about racism. Oh, okay, there's our warm-up. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dig right into the gift of the day. Yeah, do here, it. Here goes. Speaking of light topics. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Emotional pain enters the body through the front door. Mm. Guess who opened it? Uh-oh. Slave to your inability to let go and move forward? We fix that. I go through these phases. As I've already admitted, I, I'm i a phase guy. Everybody's a phase person. If you acknowledge it and you deal with it, that's great. If you ignore it, that's your problem too. I, I, I go through phases of tolerance. I can only tolerate certain people in my life for so long in chunks of time that become extraordinarily needy. And I'm not... The type of person that's like, no, get over yourself or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> grow up. But when you bring up the same sore subject, and I, I mean that in the literal term, a subject that brings you emotional pain, and you're still at that same pain level with it, yes, and it's like 10 years old, I, I get real impatient with that. No, I just saw something that reminded me of that day, and I'm like, mm. just take care of that, please. <laughs> You have to literally do an exercise where you draw the bubble, what you want inside your bubble, the people you want, and then outside the bubble you draw, okay, who do I need to stay away from right now for my mental health? Oh, yeah. You have to see that on paper because you know what? You can get caught up in that whirling dervish once more (laughs) and you don't... don't, I just got the vision of a whirling dervish. Yeah, you can get caught up with that because that's what they are. Yeah. They like they're spinning, spinning and going nowhere but yeah. causing a lot of shit around them. Yeah. Well, and there's like a gravitational pull for some people. And I think that that's part of the the draw of, of that behavior. They get an outpouring of, "Oh, you poor thing." And mostly it's obligatory. I don't think it's even genuine. And that's social media only made this worse. I mean, how many how many things did social media make worse, right? Everything. Everything. And this this is one of those things where Hashtag, hashtag sad for you. Hashtag, you know, mm-hmm. sadness. Hashtag, please get over it. Um, it just, to me, it's a, it's a cry for, for help, but it's, it's not a genuine cry for help. It's a Peter and the wolf. Or how many, how many times can I get people to look at this or how many right. people or how many times will this get reposted? I feel yeah. like that's the intent behind sharing. Yeah. And it goes to extremes. And then th- then there's also the, well, I noticed you didn't comment on it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Because honestly, I don't want to throw any more fuel on the fire. I would I would rather suffocate it and not give it oxygen. And yeah, I was the, I was the standout. Two posts later, a woman that was a close friend of mine uh, lost her grandmother. And first of all, I was like, you had a grandmother? What? 
we're like the same age. She had, she was so almost a hundred. Nice. Yeah. So I'm like, God, I lost my grandmother back in 81. Mm-hmm. Right. Or no, sorry. Sorry, grandma. <laughs> 91. Short changed you by 10 years. <laughs> uh, and, and she was old then, but I had a unique family where my, when my father was born, his oldest sister was already married. So yeah, there was a gap. <laughs> he that was, is he was not planned. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, I lavish that woman with my empathy. Notice I didn't say sympathy because there's a dramatic difference and it goes beyond semantics. But I just passed right by the other post. Uh, oh, you're you're still stuck on that. It's a 10-year-old wound and you're still hovering around a 7 out of 10 in the pain scale. So this goes back to our podcast the other day about like even music and yeah. deleting a whole genre of music or a whole band because of yep. an ex liked this one yep. song. Yep. Very similar. And and it becomes addictive. There's an addictive quality to it. It feels oh, comfortable in yes. that state. Exactly, Michelle. And it feels good to get that reinforcement, that attaboy. But how about earning it in a different way? How about earning it in a more functional way? How about earning it in a, in a healthier way? Whereas you're not always crying for this attention, like quite literally crying for this attention. Look at me. I'm wounded again. Look... My and wings doing it broken. publicly too, not even publicly, just a one-on-one. On yeah. I think that's where that, what you said is how social media has hurt us. Right. It's out there. You're not, you're not seeking advice. You're not seeking to be pulled out of this. Oh, you just want to air. That's paradoxical, isn't it? Because I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten myself in plenty of trouble, especially with women. <laughs> when I try to come in and, and, If you haven't seen the short video that I use for training, please, please watch it. It's called, it's not about the nail. It's not about the nail. This to, to paraphrase or to go down the rabbit hole with what that video is. It's a woman who's sitting and her backs to you. And she says, I've just got this aching like right here. And she's motioning to her head and the man's like (laughs) sitting going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And then the camera turns and you see that she's got a nail right in the center of her head. Right. And then he says as the fixer, well, maybe it's, it's that nail time in your head. And she's like, Ugh. there you go again. It's, it's not about the nail. Right. And so and then he, what do you need from me? I'm trying to fix it. If we just pull the nail, don't, don't talk about the nail. It's not about the nail. And that this, is such an interesting yes, perspective. Yes, it's, it's a gr- well, and it, or analogy. It's a great teaching tool. I used to use it in my classes when I taught at San Francisco State, and I use it in my trainings and in my workshops. So address the obvious. Right. And then she just keeps going at it, though. Like, what do you want? You don't want him to fix it. And then she's like, I just want you to hear me. And then she says, well, I, I don't get it. I don't. All of my sweaters are snagged, like every single one of my sweaters. <laughs> and he's all, boy, that must be rough. And then she says, oh, thank you. Oh, like that's gosh. all she wanted, right? And then they lean in and he gets hit with the nail because I think they were going to kiss. And, and then he loses it again. <laughs> he wants to pull the nail out and then that's when it ends. Yeah. It's it's a brilliant video. That is, but this this good. these these emotionally charged posts and these people that constantly go through these waves, mm-hmm. and I, I can see them coming. And I, I said people, didn't I? Mm-hmm. 
Isn't that fucked up? Because it's not just one person I'm talking about. Mm. I have multiple people in my life that do this. And I can see it when it's coming. Like, oh, things are going really good. Things are going really good. It's coming. Wait for it. Yeah. And I hate to use a crude analogy, but hormonal cycles, Mm -hmm. right? I know, I know when my, the people around me that are female are about to have their, their menstruation. There's, there's a, a physical and an emotional shift. I, I was a master at it. I would, I would know my, my most recent ex. I knew when it was coming the day before. And she'd be like, how the hell? I'm like, oh, it's, it'll be tomorrow. She's like, no. And then sure enough, I'm, I, we wake up. I'm like, came, huh? And she's like, yeah, how the hell did you know that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're different. You're slightly different. And it's a subtle and with, it's not with her. just a woman thing. That's men, true. Men have it too. That's true. Menstruation. Yeah. Or the, I've heard it called ETS, erratic testosterone syndrome. Interesting. As well. And it's a true like shit. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I, I would feel myself and I thought, well, maybe it's action reaction. I'm like, no, it was, we were sunk. We were lined up. Like she would want to do nothing but sit in Netflix and chill. At the same time, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds exactly like what I want to do. But Earlier in the week, I'm like, let's go run on the beach, like all out run until we can't breathe. It, it's it's a trip. It's mm-hmm. an absolute trip. You know what though? You have to be aware. You have to be aware and tuned in and dialed in with your partner. And I know I'm a little bit weird. I can I, I dial in on the weirdest shit because I'm observant and I, I don't miss a thing. I'm just not you're not gonna get it by me. But these folks, I just, I, they're like anchors to me. They're emotional anchors to me. And I just give them distance when this is happening. I'm like, you just want to go, go up to them it. and pluck the nail out I, of I, the forehead. Oh, <laughs> so badly. And I know that I could. I know the ability. I have the ability. You, you, in order to get that nail out, you've got to want it out. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk up to somebody with a claw and pull it out. They have to want that nail out. But these people, I believe, want the nail there. Like legitimately want the nail there. And when it occurs, they can't help themselves. And what's interesting is that the cycles are almost the exact amount of time across the board. I haven't put it to science or anything, but the, there's three people I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> and I can tell you that it's going to be about five days, five to a five and a half day period where they go into this deep wallow. It, 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 it hits like a brick, Right. Like overnight, bang, they're in the depth. Then it's it gradually they come back out. It's like a trauma, right? It hits and then you recover from it slowly. This is like around the fifth day, I'm like, all right, they're probably close to being done with this. So what is the strategy? Uh, back off, leave them alone, talk them through it, address it that it's coming. I, I, I'm going to go even further and deeper. Uh, because I had to assess, are they good enough friends that it's worth not just walking away? Okay. I mean, doesn't that sound terrible? But it it's true. It I, doesn't sound I'm like terrible. What am I getting from this person and what am I giving to them that I feel good about that is worth enduring this aspect of their personality? That's step one. And because there are people, I'll be honest with you, Michelle. There are people that had it so severely, and and I might it might have been bordering on manic depression, and I'm not saying that this isn't a symptom of that. Right, it could very well be clinical. I just couldn't do it, and I remember the first one was in high school. I would get a phone call 
I seem to be like the counselor for this gal. And my parents, this is going to date me because we didn't have cell phones. We had hardwired phones. And we only had one extension in the house. So this girl would call and they're like, ah, Jesus, he's going to be on the phone for like two hours calling, talking this girl off the ledge. And they would even say, do you really want to take this call right now? (laughs) Because they knew the only time she would call would be when she was in a perceived level of crisis. Did you take the phone call every time? Mostly. And then finally I did cut it off. Okay. And I said, you know what? I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And then I had my parents hide the fact that I wasn't there. And I remember one day she drove to the house because she didn't believe that I wasn't here and I was hiding in my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. But at a young age, I caught on to the fact that these people are too expensive. And unfortunately, it's like any other animal. If you feed it, they'll come back. So when I gave her the very first phone consultation, she said, oh, that felt really good. And then it was constant. And fed the animal. Yep. So I, I weighed, what am I getting from this person? Very minimal. Versus what are they taking from me? which was too much. And I think that's the question you have to ask about. Yeah. So you're ramping up. You said it's about five, five and a half days. So what are they like the other 25 days out of the it, month? It, you said it better than I did. So they're, they're obviously more stable. They're more fun. They're, they're clever. They've got wit. They've got spunk. They're like, you know, let's go do this and, and appreciative of your company and, not want, 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 want. And, and there's certain things that coincide with it. Like I know there are tells that all three of them have different tells, but there's a tell they will cook certain food. And I'm all, oh, here it comes. Ooh. They're baking. I'm fucked. It's <laughs> I'm great that a, you I'm identify gonna, the yeah, tell. I'm going to take a vacation. <laughs> I'm going to disappear. Yeah. If, if the one, and, and I have to say it's a dude, which is okay. So ETS. Yep. <laughs> so when he starts to bake, I'm all, I'll see you later. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. I think there's a lot to be learned from this. If, if mental health is out of the picture, if that's right. not a concern. Yeah. That's well, and it's not, not my position to say whether it is or not. I don't think if it's happening cyclically right on time, four and there's or no, five days. Yeah. And there's no real cry for help on this. Yeah. And that sounds yeah, like, no like ideation. a hormonal change. Yeah. And yeah. so I think... My personal feeling dealing with hormonal changes is mm. once you're made aware of it, it's easier to talk it out and talk through it. And I right. feel like then there's no more excuse. Right. It's going to happen. You're going to be more irritated. But I think there's plenty of tools out there yep. to help cope and manage, not fix completely, but manage the situation for five days. I 100% agree with you. And the, the one thing that I would probably add to that is you're getting something from it. So figure out what it's feeding yeah. and just exchange. Don't, don't eradicate it necessarily, but exchange it. What, what is it that is neurochemically happening to you and do a substitute, mm. right? So like, like for instance, you know how SSRIs work, right? They're the serotonin selective reuptake inhibitors, no. they're, but they're antidepressants. Okay. So when you, when you have somebody, and this is how we used to treat my patients in memory care that had dementia, when they were hypersexual, you give them an SSRI because they're sexual because they're craving uh, serotonin release, which is uh, 
the natural way to do it is an orgasm, okay. right? So if they didn't have the wherewithal, they, if they couldn't masturbate, which we promoted masturbation, which sounds insane out of context, we would rather do that than give them an SSRI. It, it dulled that need, that, that craving. And it sounds barbaric, but if your mom's in my facility and you've got a predatory type of male that's hypersexual, you're, you're going to want me to put that behind an SSRI. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just shifted it. It just changed that. It fed the biochemistry. He was totally cool and relaxed and thankful that he didn't have that anxiety and agitation and urge to do something that wouldn't be acceptable in that living space to the, to the degree that he would be kicked out. All right. So I'm thinking the same thing, right? When let's just call him Chuck. Okay. <laughs> That's too close to his actual name. He doesn't listen to this so because uh, he doesn't want help, right? Like he, he looks at all of my podcasting as self-help. And well, we did label it that, but, uh-huh. but he doesn't want it. He's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like your guy. You have a guy too. Oh, that's interesting. They would be good friends that's or kill I'm, each other. I'm, one of the two. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here taking notes, but mine is all day, every day. Oh, that's he, right. Yeah. 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 No, this guy's cyclical. Okay. I can go fishing and hunting with him and, and, you know, have a good time, knock back some beers, go on a bike ride. Um, and yeah, there's just a period of time where it's like, here it comes, oh shit. And it's weird It's weird for me to, to see this in a dude, right? Because I can't relate to it as a dude. It's It tends to be more of a female thing. And the other two, of course, are female. So at any rate, back to Chuck. When I see it coming, I just want to substitute something. Like, oh God, he's got the Bisquick out. <laughs> he's going to start baking. I would love to be able to figure out, okay, what can we swap here? So you don't go into those five days of, I can't be around you, bro. You know, and, so and what his, happens after the baking? Does it help once he gets that craving I don't, of baked goods? I, <laughs> I really, I, it's not even something that I like. I'm comfortable talking him, talking to him about it because I, I then it's addressing the elephant in the room, right? And then it then it could trigger him again. So I don't want to talk about it. Maybe I'm not a good friend for that. Like Chuck, tell me about the baking. You know, why, why is, why is step one baking? And are you even aware that step one's baking? I like that idea. Uh, I probably should, but I I don't want him to feel uncomfortable or to make him feel like I'm elevating myself above him because that's part of it. That's also part of his thing. Like he has such self doubt and I liked the way you said it. Hey Chuck, what's up with this baking? (laughs) Maybe I should do it. Yeah. I, 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 there were times where I wanted to crack the code and help him out. And it wasn't about the nail, right? I'm like, okay. And I, I just recently had a conversation with someone who had a very similar personality style. It was over the past weekend and another male where I'm not going to go into his de- the details because he could be listening, but let's just say he had a, a burgeoning career. He has a skill that he went to school for. He has an amazing talent. And he gave up because he has such self-doubt. Mm-hmm. All, it, all it took was a few unkind words about his craft and or being dismissed. And he doesn't have that fire, I'll show you. It just is, oh, okay. Tail between the legs walks away and I now is doing something that. completely different mm-hmm. that he's not excited about. But as he says, he chose the, that career because you can't screw it up. And I'm like, dude, you have such negative self-talk. And I said, I'm, I'm going to just go right at it. I'm guessing growing up, 
your parents very rarely said attaboy or good job or praised you in any certain way. And then, of course, he got teary-eyed and said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, now that you know what the root of the problem is, let's build from there. And again, he's going to be one of those guys that's not going to listen to this because he's identified now as the victim. He's identified as the, I'm, I can't do that. And I'm like, okay, dude, you, you have children and you, they're hearing your dialogue. Guess what they're going to be like when they grow up. It's, it's an interesting and painful thing to witness. And I, I try to do my best to get, to pull people out of this, but then there's always the, I've got to worry about myself too. (laughs) <laughs> you've got to protect I say protect yourself yeah. not even worry you have to protect yourself well the time has flown by I, I'm shocked at seeing that we're cresting the two, the 20 minute mark Michelle not the most fun topic uh, today but definitely something that I think a lot of people suffer from and I believe that COVID only really pulled back the curtain on a lot of this mm-hmm. and those those spurts and waves and I can tell you from my personal experience you know these three friends when COVID hit it was almost like a field day for them like no oh, I knew something bad was going to happen I mean that's just the personality type right mm-hmm. so what would be a good homework assignment for not just the people that are suffering from this you know up and down but the people like us who don't suffer from it directly but suffer from it indirectly and feel like we have to pull away to survive. So David, I think it comes down for the the building armor on you, on us, the people the who are, yes, yeah. the receiver, yeah. is clearly to practice empathy, be an empath, be empathic. A little bit more tolerance. Some, some tolerance, being able to listen, looking at that nail that you want to pull out and knowing yep. you can't. And learn how to do the workaround around that. But do you address the nail at all? Or do you just take it like a champ? Because here's my theory. Depends on who you're dealing with. I yeah, think. yeah. My theory is this. there It's an addiction. So if I say, hey, Chuck, there's a nail in your head. And let's try to both remove it. It would be the same thing as taking someone's heroin away from them. They mm-hmm. would fight tooth and nail. No pun intended. To keep that nail in there. Yeah. Because that's that's what they're addicted to. And you shouldn't take it away, right? They have to slowly, gradually right. come off of it. Well, so my God, I don't know how to do that and keep my own sanity. So step one. <laughs> okay. Try empathy. Okay. Communication. Yeah. Understanding, which is empathy. This is rough. Working with the elephant in the room or the nail in the head. Yeah. And then decide... If it is, make that decision mm. after you've employed, deployed. Yeah. If you've practiced those things, maybe it mm. is time to walk away. And you yeah. know what? Maybe even if it's a, for a period of time. So let me let me also, as devil's advocate, I mean, I'm willing to go through all those things. And, and I guess intuitively, I knew this was going to be work, right? To save the relationship. Only if and, you and, want it to be. Well, that's, and that's how I modified it. Uh-huh. That's why I did. I'm like, all right, uh, Chuck's going downtown, so I'm going to be away for a while. And then I come back after he's done, right? And, and then I'll do his fine. thing. Because if I was engaged the whole entire time, there would be no friendship. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't handle it. I would be burnt out. And the impact that it has on me, like I, it's, it literally brings me down. And I start to see the same, instead of rose-colored glasses, it's shit-colored glasses. And everything's shit now. 
when I'm around that person and when I'm in that kind of space with them, I'm starting to see this shit too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't need to do that. I wear rose colored glasses most days. So now this is going to be an investment. This is going to be rough for me to do this. And, and, and I just, I'm pessimistic about it because I know that once I'm in it with them, it's going to be hard for me to be objective. So if you have that much resistance, perhaps it would be easier to step away mm-hmm. for the five days, given the fact that it doesn't last longer than five days. Yeah. If you find this repeated rhythm yeah. of when it happens, if it's not extending into now seven to 10 days. Yeah. Which it does on occasion. And, and it, there's also influencers that could keep it going longer. Um, yeah. Well, and I also have... I have to say this, two of the three have this almost kamikaze-like interest to fuel their own sorrow and and reason for sadness is to push away friendships and say, I don't have any friends. They all abandoned me. Nobody gets me. They purposely sabotaged it Mm -hmm. so that they then can say that. And the truth is they're very effective at it. Because if I hadn't modified my friendships with these people and I, I kind of just disappear while they're doing their thing, which it does, again, when I say it out loud, boy, it sounds a little cruel, but it's better than just walking away altogether, right? right. Am I right? Yes. I if hope it's I'm worth right. It, if that person is worth it. Yeah. Step one, you got to first look at the situation. Yep. And ask yourself truly, is this person worth it? The grim appraisal the grim appraisal yep. yep is this person worth my time that's absolutely step one step two yeah are you gonna put on the waiters yep get hip deep in the shit <laughs> and go through with go through it with them right because the well you have to acknowledge that if you're in there's gonna be work are you willing oh, to do the work there's a lot of work that's the step step two is are you willing to do the work and if the answer is yes then move forward yep and then what's step three do it. Do it. You're you're slowly taking the nail out of the head yeah. as long as they're they're with you. Yeah. And you better you better have the wherewithal to do that. And you're holding their hand and being the counterpoint to their points. So with every negative thought and every negative statement, you're countering them with a positive thought. And you're diluting everything that they're saying to the degree that you're having to pull them up and out. Mm-hmm. And and you can't you can't give up. Action consequence. They say something bad, you're going to come back and and say something positive, which they're going to think twice before they say something negative because they don't want to hear your positivity right right now. (laughs) It's simple. They don't. So that's also a mechanism too, a learning mechanism to, I'm just, I'm not going to say They're going to avert it. Yeah, exactly. Just like my mother used to say, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. And she would be right there to like... I told you, she hated when my sister would throw ourselves on the floor and yeah. go, we're bored. we're bored. And she's like, well, fuck it. If, if you're bored, you're boring, mm-hmm. right? Kind of thing. And so then we learned not to complain in front of my mother. <laughs> we didn't have an <laughs> and audience. guess what? You didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. So we can extinguish it that way. Or <laughs> I guess step four is be prepared for the absolute consequence of possibly losing this friend because they know that you aren't going to buy into their nail anymore. You're not listening to me. You're not, you're not hearing my pain. 
I get that a lot. I'm like, no, I'm hearing it. But, and I had similar pain to you. I mean, I've, I've lost family members too that were near and dear to me, but I don't feel like I'm still at a level seven pain level right. 12, 12, 15 years later, but you are for some reason. Yeah. So then you, yeah, then you weigh, is this person worth losing? Right. Or are you exactly, um, even, even with your best of intentions, they, instead of you dumping them, they're going to dump you mm-hmm. because you're not the person that's going to be, uh, Oh, kissy face emoji con. Sorry to hear that. You're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. Who you are is let's get the claw out and let's pull the nail out. Let's get this. So it doesn't happen as often <laughs> or at all anymore. Right. Let's get you reoriented. Let's put those rose colored glasses on you. Maybe they're so married to the nail that they're going to be like, no, this guy's threatening my nail. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. It took us a while. It took us a while to work through it. But I think that that's a pretty solid, pretty solid suggestion. So lots and lots of wisdom bombs being dropped. At what point did you drop your mic? It is the opening of the front door. Yeah. You opened it. You're allowing that emotional pain to enter you. Yep. And hopefully these tools will help you walk through it. Yeah. If you open it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> stop opening the damn door. <laughs> it reminds me of Liar Liar. Did you ever see Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? Of course. Oh my God. When he can't lie anymore. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, oh, your, your oh. client is on the phone again. He just robbed another liquor store. He's like, Stop breaking the fucking law, <laughs> asshole. And then hangs up on him because he called looking for advice. <laughs> There's his advice. And that's, I kind of, this is where I go when I'm feeling insensitive about it, right? When I've reached that's my peak. Hilarious. I'm like, stop baking. Put the fucking bisquick down. Put it down, Chuck. Let's go grab a beer. Let's talk something out. Let's go get you later. Something something needs to take the place of you going into a five-day pity party hibernation mode, bro. Hey, get out there and fly that kite. Damn straight. Yako Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.